Welcome to this podcast by Global Church. We are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere, one to everyone. If you want to find out more information, check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk. Well, good morning, Global Church Online. Whatever time of day it is, uh, I want to wish you a warm welcome. My name's Andy, and uh, I was preaching last week. If you heard the message, if not, you can always tune back and have a listen to that. But I wanted to carry on really from last week and the Easter theme and the Easter story. You know, Jesus did the most amazing thing at the cross. He died for you. He died for me. He died for the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, shall not suffer, shall not deteriorate or suffer from anxiety and depression, but shall have life and life in all its fullness, an abundant life. And so really, I want to carry on that message. You know, last week we were talking about Jesus and him breaking free from death, breaking out of the tomb, coming from the grave. And so, you know, he defeated the impossible. He defeated the the absolute biggest thing that humanity has always wrestled with, which is death. From the beginning of time, there has been life followed by death, followed by life, followed by death. You know, we, we, it should be something we're so familiar with, but it grips us all with fear at certain points in our life and in our time on this earth. You know, but he defeated death. And because he's defeated that, he's defeated everything. You know, it says in the word in the Bible, you know, for God, you know, he is fear not, for God has overcome the world. That really is just a summate that he has overcome everything. So whatever situation you're going through right now, whether it's it's challenges financially, maybe it's going to be challenges with your relationships, uh, with, with, with thoughts that are kind of eating away at you, whether it's guilt, shame, anxiety, depression, whether it's temptation that is luring you, whether it's about gambling or addictions or drinking or food, that just it's taking you down a path that you know is not good, it's not healthy for you. You know, God can overcome those situations. He can help you overcome those situations. And so I want to carry on with this message because it is so good. And, and so if you're new to us at Global Church, please just keep tuning in every week. You'll get something from it. And as the more you tune in, the more certain things will drop into place. Because this isn't just me speaking. I'm not just a, a motivational speaker or some a podcast that can educate you on something. I believe that God is speaking directly to you in this moment. He's using my voice, but really he's wanting to speak into your soul, into your heart, not just to your mind, but into who you really are. He wants to touch the deepest parts of who you are rather than just kind of affect you intellectually. Because what we believe in in global isn't just a religion. It's not an old book that we just kind of like to dust off. We believe it's life itself. You know, that Jesus, he represents the reason, the purpose that humanity is here on the earth. Um, so that's just a bit of a, a kind of introduction, but let me just drop one more thing in before I get into my points, which is I want to set the record straight because in COVID, in pandemic, but times like this, we often want to blame God because there isn't an individual that we can kind of point the finger at. I know there were times earlier on where we wanted to look at, you know, uh, Wuhan or wherever it was that, the, that, you know, it first began. But really and truly, I think so often we want to blame, you know, it's, it's almost in our nature to try and not take responsibility for when certain things are going wrong in our life, but to find someone to blame. And, uh, you know, it wasn't me, it was them. <laughs> and when we've got that someone, it kind of makes us feel a bit better. But really, you know, it, it, without someone to blame, we then have to point, we sometimes want to point the finger to God. 
But I want to say that God has got a good plan for your life in store. He wants you to have a whole life. And I mean whole with the W at the beginning. Whole as in complete, fantastic, uh, you know, full, overflowing, abundant. It even says in that John 3.16 that Jesus came not to, to steal, kill and destroy, but to give us life and life in all its fullness. And so I believe that so, so hardly that, that and I want you to pick up on that because otherwise the backdrop is maybe God's is actually out to get me. I'm saying, no, he's out to to rescue you and to rescue me. You know, we, we can't save ourselves. We need our heavenly father. You know, no one on this planet can really save our soul. It's only Jesus and by the power of his blood and what he did at the cross that we can experience eternal life and life in all its fullness. Um, but he wants you to have that full life, an abundant life. And I want to I want to ask you the question, you know, do you want a life that's full of holes? I.e., you know, when you, we're going for stuff, it just seems that it just never it's never sustainable. It doesn't last. You know, we might get that new car or that new phone or that new something. Or maybe we're experiencing that new relationship or that new promotion or that new job. Or even the fact that we've we've passed our degree, we've passed an exam, or we've passed some milestone in our life, and it feels good in that moment. We even have a party, we have a celebrate, maybe we even get champagne or prosecco or or maybe Lambrini, whatever it might be, we have a moment of joy, but then it kind of or happiness and it just starts to dissipate. And so I wonder, do you want a life where there's maybe holes in you know in the in, in your in your heart, in your soul, or do you want a whole life, an abundant full life where you're constantly refreshed. It's brimming over. And I think I know that God wants you to have that life. But do you want that? Because if you don't want it, God's not going to force that upon you. So at the beginning of this message, maybe just spend a moment in your heart thinking, do I really want what's on offer? Jesus said to some people when he was when he was in his ministry before he went to the cross, he said, do you, what do you want? And these were people that were maybe blind and thinking, Jesus, it's obvious. I want to see again. But actually, it's not always obvious because sometimes we live in a world where the, the challenge that we go through, we, we almost hold on to them as medals. We hold on to them as, as, as trophies of the pain because sometimes those trophies, they elicit sympathy. They elicit sometimes other people to pay us attention. And so actually we don't want to lose some of those things. There are people that I know that, you know, that they, they look at some of the, the, the physical ailments that they've got because it enables them to get money from the state. They want to stay in that position. And, 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 and so actually they don't want to get healed. And, and I, I imagine that there might be people out there that don't want to get healed, but maybe it's because it just seems so overwhelming life right now. With everything that's going on, you're thinking, I don't know how else I could survive. And so maybe at this moment, it's not the healing from the physical illness that you're facing, but maybe it's just the healing of the mind that where you can just experience a glimmer of hope to help you get up from where you are to take that first step, you know, to dream of the, the kind of the perfect life is just a bridge too far. But right now it might be dreaming about a, of, of just a moment where you have hope for your life. And even if that hope starts small, I want to encourage you to, to believe in that today, this morning. And so, you know, my points last week is that Jesus has conquered the ultimate. Death is defeated. That cannot hold him down. And therefore, it doesn't have to be anything in this world that holds us back or holds us down. You know, Jesus overcome the world. And so there's nothing in your life that he can't overcome and it help you to experience the fullness of life. You know, we can believe just like the disciples, John and Peter, when they came to the tomb, they saw the evidence and they believed, but they did not know what was going on. 
we can believe without understanding everything. We can believe just knowing that God is up to something. I don't fully understand God. I can tell you today, I do not fully get God. I might be preaching to you today. I might read my Bible, but it does not mean I understand God fully. We will never understand who God is. And you know why? Because his thoughts and his ways are higher than mine or yours or anyone else in this world. It's what makes him God. But it doesn't mean that we then give up and don't try to, to get to know him. But I guess I'm here to say that you don't need to understand him in his, in, in his entirety to believe in him. But So we can believe without knowing everything. That's a really important point. Um, and then the third one that we said last week was Jesus knows your name. When, when Mary was sobbing her eyes out, thinking her master, the person that had helped her in so many points in her life was gone. You know, she's sobbing in the garden thinking, what's happened? What is going on? Jesus was with her. She was thinking that's a gardener. And, but as soon as Jesus said her name, Mary, something went off in her heart. She instantly knew this is my master. This is the teacher. This is the one that has rescued me from my life. And so, I, you know, Jesus knows your name and he cares about you and he knows you. But I want to carry on on that passage, John chapter 20. And I want to carry on at verse 19. So it's just titled to believe. And Jesus, he is now, he's, he's resurrected and he's, he's seeing different groups of people. It says, later on that day, the disciples had gathered together, but fearful of the Jews, they were locked, they had locked all the doors in the house. You know, this was a, this was a lockdown that they were just imposing on themselves because there was so much uncertainty of what was going on. This, this man, Jesus, had said so much. We're going to be, you know, people thought he was going to be that king that would rule people into victory. And then he was dead on a cross. But then there was all the kind of what could happen next? Is, is some religious zealot going to steal his body and then try and make up a story that he's risen? And so there was a lot of fear of what, what's going to happen. How are the, how are the Romans, the, the ruling empire of the day, going to deal with this? You know, how are the, the religious leaders, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, how, what are they going to do to the believers, the Christians, the Christ ones that had proclaimed that they were following Jesus and being a disciple of Jesus? You know, it, it wasn't just a straightforward, someone had died and then we we're cracking on with their life. It's, no, this impinged on their whole reality. And so they had locked all the doors. They were uncertain. They were unsure. They were not confident. And right now, there are people listening that will not be confident about what's going to happen next in their world, in your world. And, and I want to say that, you know, while we, some of us have probably looked, you know, enjoyed the lockdown because we've been able to bunker in and think, I just feel a little bit more in control. But that's not how we were designed to be. We weren't designed to lock the doors and think, I'll keep the world out there. Actually, we were meant to be amongst, we were meant to be in the world. Lights shining right now. In, in, in a world where darkness is seeping in at times and there's, a, there's not much hope, there's not always clarity of what's going to come next or certainty. We can be people that can pass on good news, that there is a God who cares and that loves people, loves humanity. No matter what you've done in the past, he still loves and cares for you. Um, but but they, were, they were locked in this house. Let me get back to the scripture. And, and then all of a sudden, Jesus entered. Didn't say he went through the door. He just entered and he stood among them. He didn't, they didn't open the door to him. He just was there. This is Jesus now who's not restricted by the physical dimensions of the world. He is a spiritual being. And each and every one of us are spiritual beings, first and foremost. We might think of us as physical, you know, flesh, bones. But actually, no, we are spirit first and foremost. You know, we're not just a series of chemical reactions. And as much as science might try and quantify, you know, 
what we are. There is no scientist that can quantify the subconscious mind. You know, we are not like the animals. We are not like the insects or the beasts or the birds in the air. Like we are completely different. We were created in the image of God. God breathed his life into you and I. So Jesus entered, stood among them and said, peace to you. Then he showed them his hands and side. You know, he showed them the proof, the evidence. I am the one that you think. Look at the marks in my hands. Look at the bruises. Look at the holes in the side where the spear was plunged into me. You know, the disciples seeing the master with their own eyes were awestruck. It was like seeing a ghost, but at the same time, it was their master. It was Jesus. Jesus repeated his greeting, peace to you. He's trying to like, just reassure them, I come in peace. Just as the father sent me, I send you. I mean, goodness, this isn't now just about Jesus, it's about them. And I want to say to each and every one of you listening today, this is not just about Jesus, this is about you. And he wants to send you. You might not even believe right now in Jesus, but he wants to send you into your world, into your workplace, into your family, into your community, into the different spheres of life that you're involved in. He wants to send you. You're important to him. You are part of God's mission here on earth. And he took a deep breath and breathed into them. There was a very practical thing that he did. He breathed into them. Receive the Holy Spirit, he said. If you forgive someone's sins, they're gone for good. Just want to pause for a moment. We don't, you know, we, when we hear the word sin, we just think of a religious term. But what we don't realise is what's attached to the sin. And he's giving people that permission, that authority to say, if you forgive someone's sins, they are gone for good. Did you know, if you're a Christian today, that, that we can forgive people's sins? We can forgive that the people around you, that the wrongs that people have committed against you. And what that for me means is that we can free them from the shame, from the guilt, from the, from the, 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 the anxiety of people that feel that they are crushed by the decisions or the actions that they've done in the past. And, but now he's breathed in us the Holy Spirit and that Holy Spirit lives within us and he wants to work through us, work with us to, to minister, which just means to, to work and, and help other people around us. To, to become closer to Jesus, closer to the Heavenly Father. You know, if you don't forgive sins, what are you going to do with them? But Thomas, sometimes called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So one of the guys, Thomas, you know, that I realised Judas was gone, so there would have been, there should have been eleven there, but only ten were there in the room. I wonder what was going on in Thomas as well for him not to be there. Maybe he was on the periphery of, of the gang, of the group, and maybe there are people right now listening who... They feel like they're on the periphery of, of life, on situations, and they don't really feel part of the core. Maybe right now you're listening and, and you, you listen to Global, but you don't really feel like maybe you're part of the gang. You're on the periphery. And, and when you're not there, you sometimes miss out. And when you miss out, you kind of feel more removed and you feel more detached and it kind of exacerbates the situation. But for whatever reason, Thomas was not there. But the disciples, they came to him and said, we saw the master. I mean, you think there's 10 people saying we saw him, but he's almost not convinced. It says, unless I see the nail holes in his hands, put my finger in the nail holes and stick my hand in his side, I won't believe it. For me, that tells us someone who was maybe not as relationally close into the gang, even though he wasn't there. It's like he couldn't believe. It's like, I'm just a bit worried now. Am I maybe a bit suspicious that you're just saying something to kind of, you know, hype something up that maybe isn't happening. But instead... 
you know, it says eight days later, his disciples were again in the room. This time, Thomas was with them. He made the decision to say, I'm going to stick in. I'm going to come back into the gang. And right now, I want to encourage you. You know, in Globe, we have connect groups. And I want to say, come into the gang. Come into those little groups where we, we, we get power. We get, we get encouragement. We, we look at what's said on a Sunday. But we really do feel the energy from one another who are, you know, we're on this journey together. You know, none of us are perfect. And, and, and by ourselves, we haven't got it all together. But together, we have got it all. And, as, and in those connects, I want to encourage if you're not in one to maybe get in contact. Email in if, you, if you're uncertain. If someone brought you, invited you to the service, get in touch with them and say, what are these things? It's where we do life together, where it's not just a talk on a Sunday, but it's where we, we unpack it and we sometimes hammer it out and we hold each other. We do life as, as one, as a gang. And so, you know, he was there in the room this second time round. And Jesus came through the locked doors again, not restricted by the physical dimensions of the world and he stood among them and said peace to you then he focused his attention on Thomas God wants to focus his attention on you even if you're doubting today even if you don't believe he wants to focus his attention on you you know Jesus talked about the parable of the 99 of the 100 sheep and one of them went missing and Jesus went or the shepherd went to find the lost sheep he was interested in the one and he's interested in you whether you doubt, whether you don't really feel like you've got much faith right now of who Jesus is and what he did for you. He's focusing his attention on you today. Take your finger, Thomas, and examine my hands. Take your hand and stick it in my side. Don't be unbelieving. Believe. Thomas said, my master, my God. Straight away, he is, he is completely changed forever, seeing his master and seeing him address him personally. You know, Jesus, uh, Jesus then said, so you believe because you've seen with your own eyes. Even better blessings are in store for those who believe without seeing. I just, I, that blows my mind, you know, because the disciples, they saw Jesus and they believed. But then Jesus says, even better blessings, blessings being good things. You know, the blessed life is a happy life. It's where, where everything that we need is, is part of our life. Even the desires of our heart are around us. You, you know, we, sometimes we think that, you know, God just wants to give us the bare minimum. No, he wants to give us abundant life, more than we can ask or desire. You know, the car that you drive, the house that you live in, the, relationship that you're, you're, the relationships that you're a part of. He wants them to be phenomenal, healthy, not just measly and get by. You know, God has got so much that he wants to, to provide and to bless us with. But it's in store for those, especially who can believe without seeing. You know, today you might not be able to see the physical manifestation of Jesus like the disciples did 2000 years ago. But what, what God does want us is to have, have us experience, to taste and see that the Lord is good, to taste and see that the Holy Spirit wants to come into your world, come into your heart and do something new, start something fresh in your world. Um, I, I, I mean, this isn't, I haven't even got to my points really yet. So I, let me just, let me just share these points because really for me, it, it kind of touches or, or tags into this, this passage of scripture. But the first one is, what do you see? What do you see right now? When you look into your future, when you look at the world around you, what do you see? Because God doesn't see what you see. He sees, he, can, he doesn't see just the circumstances, the situations that, that we're living in. He sees, a bit like a jigsaw puzzle, he sees the finished lid. 
you know, while we've got the pieces and we're trying to join them together and we're frustrated when we feel like we're making progress and then it's like, nope, it doesn't fit. You know, God sees that finish box lid. He sees us. He's outside of time. He sees us from completion. But what do you see? And and how does that impact? You know, in the Old Testament, there was a passage in and it was just about David and it was before he was king. And it was a time where Samuel, the prophet, was was looking to anoint the next king of Israel, David. And so he went to David's father, Jesse, and said, um, God's told me that someone within your family is going to be the next king of Israel. Could you bring your sons out and then I'll be able to anoint the new king? Well, Jesse, being a, a good dad, thinks, right, I'll bring out my, my, my firstborn, my eldest. Because, look, he's big, he's strong, he's got stature. And Samuel, on first sight, says, Of course, here it is. This must be God's chosen one. And God whispers into Samuel's heart, no, no, he's not. God told Samuel, looks aren't everything. Don't be impressed with his looks and stature. I've already eliminated him just in terms of his role for for being the king. God judges persons differently than humans do. Men and women look at the face. God looks into the heart. You know, we have a tendency as, as humanity to look at the face of things not the heart of things. We look at the fruit of things, not the root. We, we get into arguments about the, the, the instant thing that frustrates us when really there's sometimes an underlying issue that we've not resolved. And, and, and God wants us to, get, to see things the way he sees things. But if we're not careful, we just take things at face value. And that's, that, but there's so much more. You know, if we took the cross at face value, we'd think that's game over. That's the end of Jesus. But three days later, he rose from the grave and Jesus showed himself to the people because he didn't want people to be left with what they thought on Good Friday. He wanted to give them a new vision for the future. He wanted to show himself, reveal himself to people. In the 40 days after Easter Sunday, Jesus revealed himself to countless people. On one occasion, it was over 500 people that he he was with in Israel. And and it just it blows the mind. But he showed himself because he knew that there was a he didn't just kind of die and then the Holy Spirit come. He knew that he needed to give people a vision for the future. Later on in, in, in John's gospel, he even says that while, while the disciples were out fishing, Jesus tells them to cast their net on the other side. A miracle that he had done earlier on, back before he was at the cross. And, and disciples follow it and then they realise they get this catch again, which is far too big. They can't carry it. And instantly again, they recognise you are Jesus, the Messiah the Lord, our God, our saviour. And so we need to have a vision of Jesus. We need to see, we need to taste. He wasn't looking for us to just believe in a religion or just a theology. He wanted us to experience, to taste and see, to have a power encounter with the living God. And so I'm, I'm here to say this is so much more than maybe what you thought you were listening to today. Because once you've experienced God, and, and that could be the healing of your mind, It could be the restoring of your soul, the increase of your resources, your finances. You'll never go back. You know, Jesus revealed himself to disciples and that that set off the movement of Christianity because they knew in their heart this was not just something. This was everything that that they were here, not just because of a love for a man, but because they were a subject to the king and they had the power, the Holy Spirit living and breathing within them the strength to go through any obstacle, any challenge, anything and beyond. You know, we get caught up when things are not working out. It disheartens us. We choose not to believe again, not to go again. But God wants to encourage you to go again. What do you see? What can you see right now? 
You see, in our freedom, we get to choose the decisions we make. God has given us the free will. So even sometimes when we see a better picture, we don't always choose to act towards or move in the direction of that, that better reality. But God wants to give you a new heart. He wants to give you a, a new eyes to see. I mean, that amazing hymn that I'm sure the whole world round, round knows is amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. You know, the blindness I believe in that hymn isn't referencing to, to physical blindness. It's referencing the spiritual blindness that we have, that we cannot see what God sees. We cannot see. We're struggling to have faith for a future that is bigger and better or brighter. We're struggling to have faith that, that Jesus did what he said at the cross and that he lives and breathes today and that he wanted to he sent his holy spirit to to come within us and to strengthen us from the inside to break the power of sin over our life you know we struggle to see that spiritual dimension but god wants us to see what do you see i guess i'll rush through this one not a rush but it's it's it's, it's how has what you've seen changed or shaped your life you know, because what you've gone through in your world today has shaped how you see things. Your upbringing, your parents, whether they were loving or whether they were maybe less loving than you'd have desired or hoped for. You know, what, what was the, 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 the friends that you were, were around as a child, even the friends that you're around today? Who do you listen to? What about the place that you're working? Was it just to, to make means meet, to make, make do and to just get on the, the, the ladder of, of, of careers? Always because you're something passionate about. But how has what you've seen changed or shaped your life? You know, I love watching films. And recently we watched a film and uh, it, it breaks your heart. Some of the things that, you know, certainly children go through. And, and I know for my own children who are, are young at this moment in time, seven, five, three and, and five months, you know, I'm, I'm desperate that, that, that the experience that kind of come into their world are going to be good, positive experiences. But I know that there will be times, if not already now, where... They will experience things that, 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 whether it's bullying, whether it's things that are, you know, that are not wholesome, you know, and, and, and there's a part of me as a father wants to protect them. But really my heart for them is that I don't want to be, them to be infected sometimes by the pain that goes on in the world. You know, we as, as, a, as, a, as society, as humanity, as, as men and women have gone through painful things and it does shape how we see things. Whether we now don't have any faith in men or women because of the pain of broken relationships in the past. But Jesus says that is not the full story. What you can see, what you've seen is not everything. He wants to give you eyes to see the way he sees. So my third point is God can give you a new picture for life, a new hope, a renewed faith. He can give you something new. You know, my, you know in this Instagram age, we are constantly filling our mind with pictures of other people's lives. Usually the, the glamorous of like the people who are sometimes exceptional in that area of their life. And we look at it and we often either feel inferior because our life is nowhere near that good. Or if sometimes we look at other people, we, we feel superior. Like we have this disease of comparisonitis because we keep seeing the pictures of other people's lives. But we don't consider what is the picture that God has for our life. What's the Instagram story that God has for you right now? And I sometimes wish if we could just close our eyes and pray to God, he can start to give us that picture for our life. He can start to give us hope. He can start to give us something new for us to believe in, something new for us to see. And the beautiful thing about God is that picture is tailored for you. 
It's tailored not just for everyone else or not just to get followers or not just to get likes or comments or engagement. No, he tailors that story. He tailors that picture to you because he knows you like a father knows his son, like a father knows his daughter. He cares for you and he's got a picture that he wants to instill and that he wants to give to you. What do you see? What do you see? Because God can give you a new picture for life. He can give you a new hope. He wants to reveal. He wants to give you a vision for your future. And so I've said plenty of things today and uh, hopefully, you know, some of what I've said has, has, has touched or has ministered or has impacted your thinking. That's maybe just given you a, a reason to, so that's a timer telling me I've gone too long. <laughs> but look, I just want to, if we can just take a moment, I want to just pray for us today and give people an opportunity. We do this every week in Global, uh, you know, an opportunity for people to give their life to Jesus and to receive this new picture, this new hope that he has for each and every one of us. Lord, I want to I want to pray for each and every one of us who are listening today or listening to this, uh, you know, in the future. I want to pray that the, that your word has gone out and it will not return void. Lord, I believe that you have a new picture in store for every person on the planet and that there is no one excluded from that. There is no one that, that Jesus' death on the cross can't salvage. There is there is no one that is so far back that cannot be rescued from, from the pain and from the damage of sin. Lord, I ask that we will turn to you no matter what we've done and receive your Holy Spirit into our heart, that we will believe on what you did at the cross and receive and receive new hope, renewed vision for life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you responded today, I wanna to encourage you to get in touch, get in contact, drop us an email. If it's on Facebook, you can drop us on a Facebook messenger, even on the YouTube chat, if it's still live, why don't you put a message on? Someone in Global will want to reach out to you and just connect and give you some resources, give you some tools and hopefully be a part of your journey going forward. Because this isn't just a faith as an individual. This is what we do as a gang in Global. We talk about being real, relevant, relational and robust. And we do that in community because we're here to help people belong. Because often we need to belong before we believe. So that's not another preach I want to get into, but thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website 